Hello everyone, it's Coach Heather from TikTok. You may know or remember me as Coach Heather 904. And welcome to our podcast, Get Happy and Drop the Label. In this podcast, we will discuss healing and recovering from all types of trauma. Trauma does not end at growing up. Healing the trauma starts by talking about it. We make ourselves aware and those who seek the truth will keep seeking the truth. We are fully committed to ourselves and to others at the pursuit of happiness or we will die trying. And remember, recovery is not one size fits all. Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, Get Happy. And tonight we have a really great treat for you guys. Um, It's going to be my birthday Uh, This coming up Wednesday, I'm going to be 30 years old, which I kind of can't believe because if you guys follow me, um, oh, and which by the way, you can follow me on TikTok at CoachHeather904, but any of you who follow me know I've had a pretty crazy story, a lot of traumatic events, some alcoholism, some drug addiction, some trauma recovery. So I a little bit kind of can't believe uh, that I'm about to turn 30 years old. So I was talking to Diamond about, you know, what our next podcast episode should be about. And one of the things that I told her was 30 things that I've learned in 30 years. And Diamond was like, Heather, that is such a great idea. You have to do it. So I'm going to share with you guys 30 things that I've learned in 30 years. Um, These are true to me. They are 100% my opinion. Some of them have absolutely no fact to them at all. These These are just my beliefs because of the miles that I've walked in my own shoes and Cassie and Diamond at any point like you want to chime in and um you know comment on any of these I know like 30 is kind of a lot please feel free to like um uh cut me off and you know comment anything that you want to comment on so I'm going to go ahead and begin so number one the most important thing that I have learned in my 30 years, I'm so sorry. I'm trying, um, I'm trying to pull up my computer screen, share screen. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. So the most important thing that I have learned, there it is in 30 years is number one, expectations are premeditated resentments. Um, I learned this in one of my first AA meetings that I ever went to, and it's always stuck with me because I've just never heard anything more true. I realized that I was expecting a lot of people um, in my life to act a certain way, or I was expecting situations to go the way that I wanted them to, or I was expecting opportunities to go however I wanted. I don't know, or it rained on my wedding day, whatever happened, but expectations are premeditated resentments and when I can remove my expectations of the people places and things I find um, that I'm a lot more accepting of whatever comes my way so I would say that that's like number one numero uno number two you are the average of the five people you physically spend time with so if you are spending time with five negative people, aver- chances are you're going to find yourself in a lot of negative situations. 
or you're going to have yourself working negative jobs or you're going to have yourself uh, having negative grocery uh, excuse me negative trips to the grocery store whatever may have you but I've just noticed like it's not and it's not like negative people are bad or anything like that like sometimes you know like maybe people are depressed and they're your friend and you're trying to help them but if that's all you're surrounding yourself with that's what you're going to become it's just inevitable it's just numbers don't lie that's just how it is um, number three, love yourself first and others second. Um, I spent the, I would say the majority of my life being a people pleaser and I really needed external validation. So I found that whenever I take care of myself and my needs and I love myself deeply internally, that and my cup is full, um, my cup will then overflow and start to pour out into other people's cups. And whenever I'm able to pour into other people's cups out of a full cup, that feels really freaking good. Um, you know, like if if you got 10 apples, it feels great to share, you know, nine of them. But if you, if, if you haven't eaten in a while and you only got half of an apple left, you're not really so excited to share. So take care of yourself. Uh, number four, do not let people live rent free in your head. Um, again, I spent a large majority of my life and to be honest, I still kind of do that to this day. I let people, places and things live rent free in my head, but I try not to do that anymore. Number five, don't give a fuck about what other people think about you. And again, this one took me a long time to really master and I'm still kind of mastering it as the older as I get. But as a woman on TikTok says, the older you get, um, the, the, the fucks that you have, they just get smaller and smaller until eventually, you know, you used to have a bank of fucks. You gave a lot of fucks, but eventually you just want to get to like a little coin purse of fucks. And, you know, every now and then you just take, a, you know, one of your fucks out that you might give. I'm 37 and my garden of fucks probably has a couple of seedlings, a lot of dead stuff, but it's mostly barren. It's mostly like I'm at that place in my life where, yeah, I, it's empty. It's empty. <laughs> There's maybe two, maybe enough for a coin purse, but the field is empty. Isn't it nice to, to like not have raining fucks anymore? <laughs> Dude, it's liberating because now I can walk around and be like, that's a you problem. It, literally everything is a you problem. I mean, like we can be empathetic and we can be sympathetic for other people, but literally like if somebody gets angry at us, they're really not even angry at us. It's a projection of their anger of some unmet need. It ha literally has nothing to do with us. People treat you how they feel about themselves. I've learned. Yep, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Figure that out and also empty the garden and you're golden, dude. You're lucky you're only 30. Thank you. Well, I, I, I feel like um, the uh, I got a hard uh, deal of cards early in life. So, um, but now I, I'm still young. So I, all this wisdom, I'm happy to share it. <laughs> Hopefully the rest of my life, I just relax. <laughs> Maybe be like Benjamin Button or something. But we deserve it. That part, that part. Right. Yeah, we do.
Um, let's see. Number, I believe I left off on number five, or excuse me, number six. Be careful who you trust, but not all people are bad. Um, and I feel like that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, just me personally, um, I will say like, I was very trusting of people that I shouldn't have been in, in my past. And that was probably from a lack of like boundaries that were taught to me as a child. I'm not trying to blame that on my parents, but that's probably where it came from. And I, as a result of that, I thought all people are bad. But once I realized that I was putting myself in those situations and I realized, oh, not all people are bad. Uh, number seven, everyone is on their own journey and must make their own choices for their own experiences. Um, a long time, I, I thought that I had to be right. And maybe it's just be from where I came from or where I live. I, I don't, uh, maybe it was the way I raised, what the way I was raised, but um, you know, like I live in the Bible belt. So everybody here believes in Jesus Christ and that, like, great. If you do great, if you don't, but I was just one of those people where, you know, I just had to be right about things like that. And I realize now that, that, that everybody's on their own journey. And I respect that. Um, number seven, excuse me, number eight, I need to highlight these so I can make sure I stay on the right ones. School, college, marriage, and the entire narrative is not for everyone. Um, growing again, the way I was raised, I just thought that like, you know, when you grow up, you get married and you have kids and you, that's the life that everybody is supposed to live. And that's not, that's not true. Like, again, everybody's on their own journey. So some people don't want to be married. Some people don't want to have kids. Some people want to travel the world. Some people want to have animals. Some people want to have plants. Some people want to live in the woods you know like not ev not everybody has to fit one narrative number nine the usa is not the greatest place on earth to live um and preach <laughs> for the longest time i thought i'm proud to be an american <laughs> and i'm not saying that i'm not but <laughs> the usa is not the number one country in the world <laughs> <laughs> we are very very rapidly starting to resemble third world countries and the third world countries we mock are rapidly starting to look better than ours i'm just saying yeah you're right yeah like growing up and again i'm not trying to be um any type of way this is just like the things that i learned growing up when when i was growing up i learned that africa was third world countries but when you go and watch people from africa like their tiktoks and stuff they're making fun of us then they're like i mean yeah maybe they like some of them might have tribal ways of living but that's the way that they live it's not third world to them you know what i mean it's and just efficient and quote savage yeah exactly that like that's what americans portray but like it but and they don't it's and also they have like modern technology so it's false what do you think wakanda is modeled after girl wait what did you say what do you think wakanda is modeled after in black panther come on now oh right <laughs> exactly yeah exactly so yeah there was a great video that I watched. Um, I think Jeff Daniels was, uh, it's on YouTube. You can look it up. Jeff Daniels says USA is not the greatest place on earth, but it's like four minutes of all these like statistics where uh, that America is number one and they're not that good. 
like, you know, land, land of the free, but we have the most incarcerated people. Um, number 10, white people have no culture, and maybe that is why other cultures are so cool. <laughs> Which, <Yeah. laughs> I don't probably shouldn't be laughing, but um, as a, I'm white, so just the older that I get, I'm like, we have no culture. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Your culture is putting raisins and marshmallows and things that absolutely should not house those things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when you said raisins, this made me think of something funny. One of my friends had a bear break into her apartment last week and they got into some raisin brand and they- I'm sorry, what? <laughs> One of my friends had a bear break into her apartment last week in Utah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, a bear. Florida is a mess. It picked out all of the raisins out of the, her raisin brand, but did not touch a single cereal flake. Then he just committed blasphemy because raisin brand is life. <laughs> right. <laughs> He has bad taste. I could, I guess they must really like, you must not like cereal. I just thought that was crazy. Like a big ass bear, it pick out all those little tiny raisins out of cereal and that he just casually broke into her, into her apartment or, or her Airbnb. At least as she did, at least it wasn't her house. I'm just saying. Yeah, that is true. Yes. Uh, let's see. Number 11. Do what you want. Ex excuse me. Do do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Um, and that kind of goes along with pick and choose your battles. Number 12. Go on the vacation, eat the cake and do all the things. Number 13. You cannot inventory anger. It is a secondary emotion. Um, and I don't know if our listeners have ever seen the iceberg of anger. Um, I'm sure Diamond and Cassie probably know what I'm referring to, but you guys can look that up. But usually whenever people have like um, anger, there's usually something else underneath the surface of that. Maybe it's embarrassment, maybe it's shame, maybe it's guilt, maybe it's fear. Um, but yeah, usually um, anger is a beautiful and powerful emotion, but usually it's um, someone's bodyguard. Number 14, believe who people are when they tell you, you know, people. The can, first time. Yeah, the first time, right? Yeah, people can, um, you know, say a lot of nice things and stuff, but you just really got to believe who they are when they show you who they are. And usually actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. Number 15, almost all packaged food is really bad for you. Um, so yeah, I have ulcerative colitis and um, uh, which the, the next thing that I'm going to comment on is also about my ulcerative colitis, but there's two things um, that really exacerbate my ulcerative colitis. One of them I'll talk about in the next step, but for this one, um, like there's so much, I almost can't eat any more packaged food anymore. And that's so annoying, you know, because 
I live in a rural area and it's like it I just don't have access to like all these like really nice organic foods so I just always have to um be really diligent about all of the foods and all the meals like always have to cook fresh foods and as a mom you know with two kids and stuff it's just it's it's so I don't want to say hard but it's just I can never like have like those like quick easy convenient meals you know because it really tears up my stomach so um so maybe some other people can eat packaged foods and that's great but it, in my experience um I think it's it's not really good for you and number 16 my ulcerative colitis is stemmed from my childhood trauma and the reason I say that is um I, a lot a lot the research that I've done uh, trauma and autoimmune diseases are usually correlated and I just remember whenever I was going through all my traumatic childhood experiences I would put all of that um, bad feelings in my stomach you know I don't know why that's where I channeled all of my energy but I did and one of my childhood best friends told which I'm actually still friends with her to this day and she said Heather if you keep uh, worrying about stuff you're gonna put holes in your stomach she told me that when we were 12 <laughs> And I can't believe I have holes in my stomach now, you know, like, that's so crazy to me, like, like a child, like a kid told me that when we were kids, and then it happened. But seriously, um, like your trauma, if you have autoimmune diseases, I encourage you to look at your trauma. Number seven, oh yeah, and number 17, my hypothyroidism stemmed from being sexually assaulted as a child. Also, the research that I've done. Um, shows that people who are sexually assaulted as children you know secrete hormones that they shouldn't be secreting that young and that can lead to uh hormone diseases and in my case that was true I don't I'm not saying that's true for everyone but from in my case that was true I'm a survivor and I started puberty at five so like testing from the endocrinologists and everything puberty full pubes armpit hair age five so you're not wrong about that wow yeah I'm sorry that I did not know that that or happened to you that thank you for sharing that and uh, yeah again you know like this you know what do they say rocks are wet water is hard and numbers don't lie that part yep uh, number 18. Oh, this is a big one for me. Everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Uh, I didn't come up with that one. I think Nicki Minaj did, but that is so true. It is very, very. It, it is. Number 19. It doesn't matter how fat or how skinny you are. Beauty and happiness are inside jobs. I've been overweight. I've been underweight. I've been athletic. I like how I am now. Um, but honestly, like when I was like, no, like no matter what the number on the scale was, and I just feel like this is good to say for, well, I guess for men too, but I just feel like women worry about their weight more. Um, I, whenever I was like overweight, I would like be worrying about all my problems and then look at the mirror and be like, and I'm fat. 
but that was when I needed like the most love towards myself. And then after I lost all the weight, I was still not happy. So I thought if I got skinny, I would be happy. And then I lost, I put all this energy into losing weight, which y'all know it ain't easy to lose weight. And then I still wasn't happy. So I was like, oh, happiness is an inside job. But people are right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it's good to take care of your body, but you know, don't worry so much about what the scale says. Number 19, it doesn't, uh, excuse me, number 20, acceptance is the answer to all my problems. When I am upset, it is because I find some situation, person, place, thing, or idea unacceptable to me. And I actually learned that in AA. I think that's their acceptance prayer, but I really like it. And I find that to be true. Um, I just can't move forward or when I find myself upset is because I can't move forward with something. And until I can accept that situation for how it is, then I can't move on. And usually when we feel stuck is when we get frustrated and those toxic behaviors might come out. Number 21, I masked who I was for a long time because I thought I needed external validation. And um, this kind of goes back up to whenever I said you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. I was like needing all this external validation from people. And I think the people that I was getting the external validation from knew that. So they would take advantage of me and that would, um, in essence, put me in bad situations. So I was really happy to take the mask off and just be myself and let people like me for who I am. Some of my old friends didn't appreciate that and that hurt a little bit, but you know, like now I have really awesome connections with people like Cassie and Diamond, you know, and I know they have my back and that feels really good and they like me for myself. I don't have to pretend at all, you know, so they're not surprised by anything I say, which is nice. <laughs> That part, dude, it's exhausting to maintain that mask. It is exhausting. And I realize how tired I've been for the last like 35 years. I'm exhausted. Take it off, leave it off. And whoever doesn't like it can kiss your ass. Yeah, it's like living your life at a birthday party. Like, you know how, like, it's not like birthday parties are bad, but you know, like you have, you just smile. And especially if you bring your kids, you make sure that they're safe and playing with the other kids nicely. And, you know, you're making sure you talk to everybody and eat the food. And it's not like it's, it's bad, but it's just kind of exhausting. You're ready to go home at the end of it. But like wearing a mask is like literally like being at a birth, like never leaving a birthday party. Do you agree? That is actually an amazing analogy. And I was just about to say, you just described what it's like to be in society. You know what? I think, yeah, you're right. Cause it, I mean, that is how it like it is at school. That's how it is at work. You know, it's, I mean, where can you really go and just, just be yourself at church too? Nowhere. And yeah. And if you go be yourself and be, people will be like, oh, she's weird. She needs to go to the mental ward. I don't know if people, all people will say that, but. No, I, lots of people do. Lots of people like dude, the amount of times I've been called weird and or crazy just for existing the way that the way my brain works. Yeah. Like it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do it un unapologetically from this moment on. 
yeah, same. And now we can eat diamonds for breakfast and shine all day. Exactly. Not the diamond on the call, right? Like, oh the- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that that was a coincidence. To, I'm I'm really, yeah, we're not going to eat diamonds. <laughs> eat diamonds, but not diamond. <laughs> I like that. You just gave me two quotes. I'm gonna write down. Anyways. Yay. Awesome. I'm, hey, I'm always happy to give quotes because like this little mantras that we can keep in our head, they really are helpful sometimes. Let's see. And next we have number 22. When I unmasked myself, which is kind of what we were just talking about, um, I felt much better and found the connections that I had been searching for. Um, which again, we uh, just talked about that. Number 23, tell people the truth gracefully. Um, and also I'll go ahead and say number 24, you can say what you mean, but don't say it mean. Um, I just have found like before, um, again, whenever I would mask and need external validation and be a people pleaser, I would not tell people how I truly felt. I would not be truthful. And that in the end would either self-sabotage good relationships or put me in bad relationships or I would just exert toxic behaviors so yeah just tell just tell people the truth and they'll either like it or they won't both is a gift number 25 think before you speak and I'm using think as an acronym is it t uh, is it the excuse me t-h-i-n-k the t stands for true is it true h is it honest i is it important N, is it necessary? And K, is it kind? So I'm going to repeat that one more time. Think before you speak. And the acronym for T-H-I-N-K think is, is it true? Is it honest? Is it important? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Um, whenever I abide by that, that really does help me communicate with other people, especially when I'm in stressful situations and I don't want to say something that I don't mean or maybe regret later. And then number 26 is also another acronym because I really like those. Remember HALT when you feel bad, H-A-L-T, which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Um, If you're hungry, go eat. If you're angry, um, like maybe go do something that you like. If you're lonely, pick up the phone and call somebody. And if you're tired, go to bed. And usually if we can, you know, consistently take care of those four things us as human beings usually jive with other human beings um, a lot more much more better number 27 religion is a man-made conception to keep people living in fear i am god bitch (laughs) Um, i know a lot of people might fight me on that one (laughs) and that's fine but um yeah all the times that um I was needing um something to get me through I really felt feel proud of myself for getting me through those times so yeah I just feel like very empowered by myself um and God never kept my lights on and God did never pay my rent that was me and the hustle and the grind and yeah that part exactly yes like there like there's been pivotal moments in my life where like like there was this one time whenever I was 12 and I I know this is like kind of sad but I really wanted to die and um I, I was really gonna go through with it but something inside of me told me not to do that um and that I was gonna have a better life one day and um 
I had never been to church or anything like that, but the older I get, I just really feel like that was my higher self talking to me because I don't know why it just sounds, it just, again, like this is just, it just feels right to me. Like I can't, I was just going to chime in to say that girl. Like I was just going to say that was older you tapping you like, don't do it. Don't do it. We'll be okay. These people are crazy, but you'll get out of it and you'll be all right. Yeah, that's literally what I said. And like, I've been to church and stuff and like tried to be like, oh, that was God telling me. But when I told myself that that was God telling me that it did not feel right. It felt like I was putting on someone else's grandma's clothes or something. It just felt real awkward and weird to me. But when I say, no, I did that, that feels, it just feels good. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to keep doing what feels good because that's what keeps the lights on. We got little people depending on us, okay? Yes, ma'am. Let's see. Next, number 28. Everyone's parents gives them trauma. Um, And some people might not like me saying that. And and that's not to undermine anyone's trauma because I have trauma. But I've just had to come to terms with my mom gave... Uh, excuse me, my grandma gave my mom trauma. My mom gave me trauma. I'm probably going to pass on some kind of trauma to my kids. Of course, I'm going to try to do a hell of a lot better than my mom and my grandma did, but um, I'm just at this point in my life at 30 years old, I'm tired of being angry at them about it. And I've just come to accept that um, I I think everybody's parents gives them some type of trauma and it's just up to us to what we want to do with it. Number 29, only make two people proud in your life, your eight-year-old, your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. And number 30, your life is determined by the choices you make. Making small, consistent choices every day is the best way to improve your life. Drink water, get plenty of sleep, eat good foods, learn new things, and surround yourself with nice and kind people who love you. I think a lot of people and myself included, like get addicted to like the rat race and people just think like, if I just do this thing, I'll feel happy. If I just do this, if I just get this career, if I just get the best husband, if I just, you know, get all this money or if I just get well, like, I don't know, whatever it is. If I just get this one thing, I'm going to be happy, but no, you, you, you got to be happy now. Like you, you do it like now in the moment. And maybe like achieving these things can make us feel good and can make our life better quality. And that's great. But we have to enjoy what we already have. That way, everything that we receive is a gift. And, um, you know, and if we're always, um, you know, if we, if what we give out, what we put out, wait, how do you say that? What we put in is, or what we put out is what we put, I don't, how do you say it? Oh, what man. we put in is what we get out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. And, um, you know, like that's how, that's how your life is determined. And, um, there's this quote that, a um, a chiropractor told me, and he said, if a farmer went out every day and picked up a baby calf, eventually he'd be able to pick up a bull. And that really is like how my life is. So I just try to be consistent every day with the little things and just enjoy my life. 
and um I don't I try not to chase those rat race things anymore you know like it's this fad diet and all the you know, different trends and things like that I just do what feels good to me drink my water get plenty of sleep those things really do matter I have people who come at you know ask me you know how to lose weight and stuff and um, they'll be doing all of the right things but like they won't be getting good sleep at night and you would be surprised at how incorporating small things like that every day in your life, small, consistent, positive things in your life will truly um, make your life blossom into something really nice. So um, yeah, in my 30 years of life, that these are the 30 things that I've come to know to be true to me. And I appreciate everybody who listened to me talk this long. And Cassie and Diamond, if y'all want to like add a, a final comment or anything like that, y'all can chime in. I just want to co-sign on your drink water and mind my business. Like literally that is the key to happiness is drink water and mind your business. Uh, it really is. Um, don't say, sorry, I was trying to get, uh, get that thing to get off my computer. Um, yeah, because uh, like a lot of people are dehydrated or they're malnutrition or they're malnutrition or um, they're not getting ad adequate enough sleep. And if, if you're not meeting your basic needs, I mean, think about that. If you're not meeting your basic needs, how the fuck are you going to be a, a, the best wife or the best employee or, or lose weight or do any of these things if you're not already, you know, at least brushing your teeth every day? And um, I don't know, like, I, I hate just to, like, take people's money and make them go do these crazy workouts and stuff when all they need to do is just get six hours of sleep at night. I just tell people the easy boring stuff. <laughs> Honestly, we, once you figure out the, the patterns you're repeating, life becomes so much easier because I was going to say earlier with the, the, you, you one of the things made me think of something about conditional love, like how we, oh, when you were saying, if I just get this, I'll be happy. If I just get that, I'll be happy. We put conditions on our happiness because we were like raised with conditions on love. And so the sooner you figure out that like, you're not going to be happy when you get the thing, because if you're not, happy now trying to get the thing then it's not nothing's gonna change because the inside hasn't changed when you get the thing you know does that make sense yeah that makes total sense because again like this was a trauma response and, and I did not realize for a long time um I would like pick these things to be really good at like I was going to be the best teacher then I'm going to be the best coach then I'm going to be the best whatever like whatever it was that I would and I would become so engulfed in these things because I was really determined at these things making me happy and then I would accomplish them and be like okay I put all this energy into I don't feel thing. no different yeah and I don't feel any different so then I was like well I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing until I feel happy Cassie that was <laughs> so hard you remember like when you told me you had to sit with yourself for months it's the absolute worst thing that I've ever done I'd rather have a baby than heal from this again I'd rather have a baby every day for a week with no medication in a field 
with no assistance than to do this again. I'm so I love the way that you describe that because I completely agree. Like I'm very yeah, I don't want to do it ever again. I'm very grateful that I did it, but I I definitely like have you, it, and I I posted a video that went viral yesterday about epigenetics. I mean, have you seen that like like even some of the fears that we have aren't ours. So we're even healing that. Dude, look at where, okay, we have lines of families that have specific, like it's for us, it's cancer, it's lungs and it's throat and it's like livers and kidneys and stuff, right? That's your sacral chakra, that's your heart and that's your throat chakra. In my family, we are sexually mistreated and or abused. We are angry and bitter women. We are, and, and we do not speak up for ourselves. We go with the flow because we're good Christian girls. We're good Protestant girls. And I, now all of the stuff that is cropping up for me, it's in my neck, it's in my heart, like across my chest here, my kidneys are related to your sacral, my reproductive system. I'm just saying it's literally once I felt my chronic illnesses that I had no idea that I had all this time have cropped up and it's forcing. And as I'm doing those things, everything is starting to change and all the stuff that I've been working for is starting to happen where I'm able to speak up for myself and not be a friend. I've just discovered too, it's like some solar plexus, personal power stuff. So like stepping into your power, standing 10 toes down, speaking up for yourself. And as I'm doing them, the symptoms are alleviating and my doctors think I'm batshit. My doctors think I'm batshit because I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, this is the, this is me healing my trauma because it lives in the body. And they're like, yeah, whatever like yeah they want yeah they want everything based off of science that can be approved by an insurance company exactly but I'm telling you I've had many many things come up and I noticed that I get certain knots in my shoulders when I'm working on certain wounds like the left side is your feminine side and your mother wound and the right is your father and your masculine and so if I'm working through stuff with my mom this whole thing flares up and if I'm working through a daddy wound then the whole right side flares up so it's I have I'm, a session I'm, about like all of this. I I just picked up the book um Anatomy of the Spirit and I can't put it down. Um we should so have a session about all of this cuz you know way I'm way more about it than I do and I'm so intrigued by everything you're saying. Girl, I'm just fumbling through it and my Reiki lady confirmed it when I you know, I, so yes, we should. I'm going to get that book, the one that you showed me. I yes, the Anatomy of Spirit, we should because I really think that epigenetics plays a large role in why all of us are so sick because I got theories around it, it expresses in the child. It ex all of it expresses where it expresses. And that's why you have one generation of 17 gay kids in one family, because that's how many people have been gay in their family that repressed it. You can only repress it so long. Yeah, I have like, I have so wondered like, how did all their kids end up gay? You know, not like it's anything wrong, but like I have an aunt, she has four kids and they're all gay. And I'm just like, all of them? Because somewhere down the line, 47 generations ago, somebody hid who they were. And that person just keeps getting reborn and repressed and reborn and repressed until it gets like a balloon that's about to pop and it pops and you've got 47 gay kids. It reminds me of the craft. You're, you remember that? Like whenever they would do their magic and it would come back times three. Mm -hmm. It's it. Yes. Yes. 
and I, I've been, I, I'm pretty sure my mother was gay and which makes sense. And my sister is bisexual and I am a raging lesbian. So, I mean, like it, it makes sense. And I'm the only one that's out. The only one that's okay with be, like, you know what I mean? I, I won't hide who I am. You cannot convince me that there were not homosexuals prior in my family. There, there's just no way. There's just no way. Yeah, I think there was some in my family. I found out my sister was bisexual recently. Um, and then my brother told me that he was bisexual. And then my mom like became gay. I don't know if she's gay or not, but now she's gay. I, I don't know if that if she really is gay or if that's a trauma response because she hates men. But it could be a little bit of both. She could have been using men as a form of self-harm all these years. That's literally the only reason my son exists. I was using his father for self-harm. Oh yeah, yeah, could be. Trauma response. I'm gay. I was gayer than a, I don't know, a sequined handbag at a drag show when I slept with my son's father. You were where? I was gay. No, no, no. I said I was gayer than a sequined handbag at a drag show. Oh, I was gay. And I just hated myself enough to go home with that guy. You know what I mean? So she she if she's gay she's gay still otherwise proven yeah she might she might be not sure but yeah that definitely makes me think like some people must have hit it because like I'm just like what like I didn't know until like this year I didn't know all of them well except for my mom uh, what I, well no I take that back I, I don't know what she is I just she's just all over if she says she's the rule of thumb in our community is if you if someone says that they are that thing they are that thing and to refer to them as anything else is disrespectful because your um your opinion of how they identify is not relevant so like even if they're like with pronouns I, how it was explained to me was pronouns if someone says that they are he him but they look like a straight up girl right right that's still a he him that's not for you to say but you look so if mom is gay mom is gay until mom says she's not gay or until mom says she's bisexual and then you don't have to jump and try to figure out what to say just say mom's gay yeah I'm just gonna say she's gay the only reason it's I said that though is because she likes to jump around mm -hmm. a lot of different things but yeah um yeah i'll just say she's getting way. yeah if somebody tells you that they're a fucking teapot they're a teapot yeah yeah like just a teapot. in this day and age because everybody has their own unique individual experiences and yeah you're a kettle you're a kettle you want me to call you a teapot i will call you a teapot whatever you need me to do to make you feel comfortable i yeah i agree because everybody's on their own journey right correct correct but yeah no we should absolutely talk about epigenetics in a future session because there are so many thoughts we should I, i'm i actually just ordered another book today called it didn't start with you and that is supposed to be all about epigenetics completely so if um, i just got that book i haven't opened it yet oh my I just gosh. got that book oh we'll have to read it for yeah and like maybe in like two or three weeks so yeah we'll have to come back and and talk about it I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Me too. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate y'all listening to my birthday podcast. Uh, next week, we're, uh, we're going to talk about um, 
Antoine Black and some of the things around his case. So I'm really excited to talk about that with Cassie. And yeah, I y'all have a good week and um, thank y'all for listening and being part of my- And happy birthday to you. Yeah, thank happy you. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, I can't believe, again, I know I already said it, but uh, I always thought I was going to die by 29. <laughs> so I just can't believe I'm 30. So thank you. You made it, and I'm real glad that you're here. Because if you weren't here, we wouldn't be here. So, exactly. I'm I just, love you. I'm glad that y'all survived all of your days 100%. That you're here with me. That part, that part. Because now we get to take all of our pain and transmute it into helping other people. So, that's right. That's why we survived. That's right. And so you know, um, our so our children, our children's dang it I am not doing good with the sayings tonight our floor will be our children's ceiling and I say that because I saw that video you posted on TikTok earlier with Elias I thought that was so cute the little steps he was taking that oh my yeah I was ugly crying in the background being like dang I didn't even know what I was doing and he took a bunch of steps cool like he did it was like take a step if you never been homeless take a step if you never been hungry and he was taking so many steps and you could see Cassie in the background like you know try not to cry it was very that was such a cute video y'all should go watch it if um Cassie what's your TikTok just uh, so that followers can go follow you or excuse me the listeners can go follow you Little Bo Black Sheep. So L I T T L E dot B E A U dot Black Sheep. Yeah, y'all go follow her. Her content is awesome. But thank you so much, Cassie and Diamond, for another amazing episode. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.